0: How to start batch cooking Welcome to my vegan family kitchen podcast, this is Brigitte Gem. I am your host and I am going to tell you today about how batch cooking can change lives. It really does, in fact, vegan batch cooking probably also saves lives. Why do I say that? Well because when you've got a meal all ready to eat in the fridge or freezer, you're much less likely to eat unhealthy processed or delivery food. So you're saving human lives or you will avoid reverting to easier to prepare meat dishes and you will be saving animal lives. Plant-based cooking is not more difficult, but for those of us who have been raised as omnivores, it might not come quite as naturally. Plus, I also find out that googling the phrase quick dinner recipes yields mostly meat-heavy recipes with practically no vegetables. That's not okay. To make it easy to stay on the path of eating varied, healthy, delicious, and plant-based food, you need to get organized. Otherwise, you will be cooking dinner from 3 p.m., until who knows when every night, and it will be very labor-intensive. Vegan batch cooking sessions are what you need. Thanks to weekend meal prep, your fridge will be filled with really good food. I have here gathered some of my best tips to get you started without getting overwhelmed, along with some really awesome vegan batch cooking recipes. The recipes are available in the original blog post on which this podcast episode is based. You can access it in the show notes. There are over 20 recipes for you to start with, whether you are a beginner or a seasoned vegan cook. Tip number one, make a commitment that reflects your priorities. Eating better, and in particular, cooking more plant-based meals at home, it's a great idea in theory. In practice, if it's a new habit for you, it will require more than a collection of vegan batch cooking recipes to make room for the extra cooking time. You need to know in your heart of heart that it's important to you, and you need to know why. You need to decide whether or not it's a priority for you to feed yourself and your family more whole foods plant-based meals cooked at home, mostly from scratch. Maybe it's something you're thinking about, but you have other, more pressing issues in your life that you need to deal with right now, and that's okay. But if you do decide that cooking better, to eat better, is a top priority, then you need to make space for the required actions in your life. Are you still with me? Here's tip number two make it fit into your life. Now, before you hit the kitchen, take a step back. Think about your life, consider your obligations, your schedule, along with your upcoming commitments in your calendar. Ask yourself some really deep questions. What are the most important food values to you? Is it whole foods, homemade, affordables, zero waste, varied? How important are those food values relative to other aspects of your life that also require your time? Then you make some choices accordingly. It will be way easier. Here are a few examples. If whole foods and plant-based are your top priorities, then affordability is not a concern, maybe. And you have other pressing priorities in your life, then... Perhaps you will be hiring a personal chef instead of using your own time, and that way you will save time while being able to enjoy really good meals. Maybe you care a great deal about whole foods, but you have very little time and money to dedicate to it. Well, then you probably need to decrease the variety of the meals that you are preparing. You will have to make some judicious, nutritious choices of dishes, cook big batches of them, and eat them multiple times per week or per month. Knowing your priorities will help you make a wise cooking plan. I have another blog post and podcast episode on this topic. I recommend that you look it up. It's under something like priorities and the project management triangle. Tip number three, block the time in your calendar for vegan batch cooking. Now let's get practical. Look at that planner, ask yourself some questions. Number one, how much time do I have for cooking at mealtime on a daily basis? Number two, is there another time, not mealtime, when I can dedicate a few minutes or a couple of hours to cooking? How much time and when? Please be realistic. Maybe in theory, you think you have an hour for cooking after picking up the kids from school, but in practice, you get home, they're starving, and you if you don't have a plan to feed them like right away... All hell will break loose. You better have either a nutritious snack available, something that will calm their hunger without filling their tummy too much, or you need to be ready to put dinner on the table right there and then. Either way, you need a plan and you need to cook something ahead. Otherwise, you'll just be reverting to food that's coming from a box. That's a matter of priorities in action. So, when are the times when you will actually cook? Once you have decided, block that time in your calendar, just like you would do for a dentist appointment, a work meeting, or a workout. If you are in a family or a household with a number of people, adults, or older children, then maybe one of them can help put dinner on the table, factor that in, and consideration of their schedule, of course. Tip number four, you have to find the right routine for you. Keeping your priorities in mind, those that we have just reviewed, block some time on your schedule to cook. If you have a carefully designed meal plan, then you can probably get away from 15 to 30 minutes on weeknights and 2 to 3 hours on the weekend, including cleaning. Don't forget to make time for grocery shopping. Put that in your calendar too. That is the routine that currently works for my family. On Friday evenings or Saturday morning, early on, I plan my meals. I just basically review my vegan family meal plans. You can find them on my website at veganfamilykitchen.com slash meal plans. Vegan meal plans, just click the meal plans link. Anyway, on the Saturday morning, also quite early on, I will start cooking a really big batch of beans that I know I will need for the week. I will freeze the extra and uh, I do that in the instant pot so I don't have to keep a direct eye on all that. Saturday morning, the kids have an activity together at 10 a.m. During that time, my husband and I run to the grocery store and we are back within the hour with everything I need for the week. On those days, um, currently, I prefer to do my prep Saturday afternoon. So previously, I would usually try to do it on Sunday afternoon, but experience is showing that something would just come along and block me and often... Admittedly, I would get a little bit tired by Sunday afternoon and not necessarily follow-through. So if I just get the groceries and basically suck it up and move on to do the Saturday afternoon prep, it really helps. It also helps to have loud music playing. I try to add in a batch of muffins or some healthy cookies for the kids' snacks. It doesn't always happen, but what certainly happens is that there's always something like a stew, maybe a sauce probably two sauces, and some other kind of building blocks, sometimes um, whole grains that I will cook ahead on the weekend. Now, weeknights. On nights when the kids have activities that will take us home past 6pm, then I will plan to have a dinner that's already made, something like a chili or pasta sauce, or something that's already simmering in the slow cooker. If we get home before 6, more like around 5pm, then I can cook something simple like a stir fry, or a salad, using the components I have planned and prepared for. Lunches, they're mostly leftovers, breakfasts are very routine in our house, so I don't need to worry about those so much. Tip number five, you need to have a plan. Here, unless you have excellent improvisational skills, and also a perfect track record when it comes to managing your fresh produce inventory, I really recommend drafting a meal plan for your week. Don't try to get yourself off the hook, it's a crucial step. Jot down what you're going to need for at least 5 days of the week. If you need help with getting started, I have lots of meal plan templates, just go to veganfamilykitchen.com templates, there are even some Mad Libs kind of meal plan templates where you can only tick boxes and fill in the blanks, it's pretty useful. After you have done the meal plan, break it down into the components of the various recipes. For example, if you plan on eating spaghetti on Monday, well at the very least that means you want pasta and sauce. Maybe you also want a side salad or a soup appetizer, so what items of those can you cook ahead? Those are really good candidates for your batch cooking plan. In this case, I would say the priority is to get the sauce done. Pasta, I think it's always better cooked fresh. To make the most of your time, try to come up with items that you you can cook once and eat twice or even three times. I love making vegan bolognese sauce, I eat it fresh on pasta, I will freeze the leftovers and then next week maybe have it stuffed in portobello mushrooms, some other week eat it on polenta or gnocchi. Tip number six, keep your gear and your space in mind. You have to get started right now with what you have, don't wait! until you have just the right equipment. Think about how many pots you can run at the same time. Are there two shelves in your oven? Do you have an electric pressure cooker like an instant pot? Can you borrow a slow cooker from your neighbor just to try it out? What are your containers? Will you have enough to store the cooked food? Just as importantly, is there even space in your fridge? Avoid using multiple small appliances each week. Choose recipes that use one of them. For example, maybe use a blender one week and then the following week, choose recipes that work well in the food processor. It will really streamline your cleanup time. If you're heading into a big batch cooking session, make sure first to clean up everything you may have in the sink, clear the clutter from the countertops. You will be much more efficient and also less likely to injure yourself. And don't forget the labels! Unidentified foods are more likely to end up wasted very sadly. Okay, finally, tip number seven, start with the first things. Start your batch cooking session with items that take a long time, but that are relatively hands-off. For me, that usually means cooking a gigantic batch of brown rice because it takes about an hour, but there's nothing for me to do during that time, and roasting vegetables. Save the light tasks, like mixing dressings, for the end. Keep cleanup in mind, if you're using the blender a few times, start with the dry or light-colored ingredients. For example, if I make cashew cream and pesto, well, I'll make the cashew cream first, and I don't even need to wash the blender, I just move on to making the pesto, and it makes the pesto even more delicious. Those are my tips to get you started with batch cooking at home, cooking really, really good plant-based food. I hope you will do it this coming weekend. Get yourself organized. It will change your life. It might save your life and perhaps that of loved ones. I hope to see you again very soon in the Vegan Family Kitchen. This is Brigie Gem, your host for this podcast, and you can always be in touch at hello at veganfamilykitchen.com. If you have any questions, if you need inspiration or a kick in the pants, I have meal plans available to help you out and a few um, interesting courses to teach you the basics of the standard plant-based dishes. All right. We'll see you again soon in the vegan family kitchen. Bye-bye.